0: So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 upfront for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, and welcome to another week of Tales from the Veg Patch. I'm your host, Kathy Slack. This time lists. Not a to-do list as such but a list of things to look out for, enjoy and yes get done in the garden at the end of July and into August. I don't want to call it a list of jobs because I think it would be a shame to reduce gardening to a catalogue of tasks that need doing. There's enough of that in life already. And most of the list is about Stuff to share and savour and enjoy rather than oughts and musts and do's. There's a few recipes along the way too and to finish, a courgette cake to help you keep on top of the impending courgette mountain which is a job you need to keep on top of though not a burden as such since cake is involved. Next week, silence. Well, A story about the benefits of listening to the silence of nature, which isn't, of course, silent at all. Not actual silence for the podcast itself, obviously, that would be odd. I've been on a silent nature retreat this week, you see. I know, full hippie. And it's made me reflect on the power of just sitting and listening to nature. So more of that next week. And I warn you now, it is not an episode for the cynics. In the meantime, do take a moment to rate and review this podcast and don't forget to check out Instagram, which is at gluts underscore gluttony, where I'll be sharing the recipes from today's show, more in show notes too. Right, to the patch. Goings on in the garden. Leeks. This is the time to plant out leek seedlings. No, they are not pencil-thick, as the manuals dictate, but you should wait no longer, or they won't get enough warmth into their bones before winter. So crack on. Courgettes. Pick. Every day. Do not, as I often do, gaze lovingly at a perfectly petite baby courgette and think... I'll pick that next time I'm out. It'll be just right by then. They mutate into ugly, tasteless marrows in a matter of seconds and you will still feel obliged to eat them because you grew them. Eating marrows is a form of penance for not having picked the courgettes when you were supposed to. Brassicas I plant out brassica seedlings now, which I potted on in June. feels a bit strange planting wintry harvests like kale and cabbage and Brussels sprouts in the height of summer, but they need the sun to get going if you want them in time for Christmas, and I do. Beans reinforce the bean canes. No matter how sturdy the structure seemed when you erected it in spring your construction will be exposed as woefully inadequate by the burden of the now triffid-like beans which have brought it to the brink of collapse. So add some more canes to support the weight of your glorious crop like makeshift flying buttresses bearing the weight of divinity in a cathedral. Peas. The peas are coming thick and fast as well. Mostly they get eaten straight from the plant, podded from their shells and gobbled up greedily, a selfish feast hoarded away and devoured covetously in the undergrowth of the patch. Those that do make it back to the kitchen are used in a pea and ricotta bruschetta, for which mix ricotta with cooked peas, chopped chives, mint and parsley, some lemon zest and a good pinch of salt, pile atop toasted ciabatta and serve with a drizzle of olive oil. Sit. Just sit and marvel at the wonder of it all eat. Mostly this time of year is about eating. If you feel you have eaten so many green beans or courgettes that your body is starting to develop an aversion to them, or for example, your husband is threatening mutiny if we have another bloody courgette supper, delicious though they are darling, Then the start of the tomato harvest, which for me is about four weeks away if I'm lucky, promises to bring welcome variety. Eat them straight off the plant when the scent of the green vine still clings to them and they are warm from the sun. Pick. The more you pick, the more you get. Most vegetables have an internal monologue that goes something like this. My sole purpose in life is to make seeds so I can reproduce. Oh no, that fruit, bean, flower, leaf which was going to help me do that has mysteriously vanished. So I'd better produce another one quick and try again. So keep picking and it will keep producing. Beetroot. My beetroot harvest is in full swing. This despite the marauding mice who love nothing more than to eat beetroot seeds just as they've germinated. I've learnt now and grow beetroot seeds in modules in a cold frame and plant them out when they're too big to interest the mice. Anyway, once I've wrestled the beetroot harvest from the mice, I eat it for breakfast, lunch and dinner. In juices as breakfast, roasted with salsa verde at lunch, quick pickled with salmon for supper. For such a pickle, use a potato peeler or mandolin if you're brave or don't value your fingers to cut raw beetroot into very thin slices. Submerge them in a cooled liquor, which is equal amounts of cider vinegar and caster sugar, stirred over a low heat until dissolved and then cooled. Leave the beets for 10 minutes and they will soften, but still retain their bite. Drain and pile on top of smoked salmon, goat's cheese, salty ham, whatever you like. It's a quick and pretty way of lifting a dish. Feed the plants in this case, rather than yourself, everything gets fed with chicken manure pellets and more liquid seaweed feed. When I first started growing, I read extensively about what sort of feed plants required. If you adhere to the manuals, every plant has a slightly different need. Some want more potassium, others nitrogen, phosphorus or calcium, depending on whether they offer leafy growth or fruiting growth. And they need it in different quantities at different stages of development. All of these nutrients are available in a variety of delivery mechanisms. miracle Grow, Tomorite, fish blood and bone, yes, literally that, powdered. Manure pellets, potash, brassica feed, potato fertiliser, sulphate of ammonia. I am not blessed with a scientific mind and I have a short attention span when it comes to chemistry, so I grossed out at the idea of fish, blood, and bone, glazed over after that, and was baffled into inertia. One year I couldn't face the muddle, so I decided to just scatter handfuls of chicken manure pellets into the soil regularly and feed everything with a liquid seaweed feed every few weeks when I remembered. And the harvests were fine. So I've adopted this approach ever since. Turns out, vegetable growing attracts nerds sometimes and they can make it seem more of a dark art than is strictly necessary. Weed. Before anything sets seed. It is tedious, but your future self will be glad of it next year when there are fewer weeds because you didn't give them a chance to seed themselves all over your vegetable beds. Revel. Take a moment to enjoy the smugness and satisfaction of not going to the supermarket for a week and living off your own land. The novelty never wears off. Courgette cake with lime buttercream, serves 8 to 10. I will put plants in puddings given the merest hint of encouragement, and an abundance of courgettes, their bright trumpet flowers winking at me like orange hazard lights in the veg patch, is all the invitation I need. This is a very simple cake, not nearly as odd as it sounds, and the answer to so many situations. Forget the buttercream and simply dust with icing sugar for an elevens' cake, or smooth out the buttercream icing and festoon it with flowers for a rustic celebration cake. The version below is somewhere between the two. Preheat the oven to 175 degrees fan and line a 21 centimeter round cake tin with baking parchment. Beat two eggs and 120 ml of sunflower oil together in a jug until combined. This is your wet mix. In a large bowl, stir together 175 grams of soft light brown sugar 165 grams of plain flour, half a teaspoon of baking powder and one teaspoon of bicarbonate of soda. This is your dry mix. Add the wet mix to the dry mix and combine with a spatula or wooden spoon. Grate 175 grams of courgettes on the coarse side of a box grater. Then squeeze out any excess water and add the courgette gratings to the mixture. Fold everything together gently. Pour the batter into the prepared cake tin and level off the top. Bake for 40 to 45 minutes or until a skewer inserted in the middle comes out clean. Remove from the tin as soon as your fingers can manage it, then leave to cool completely on a wire rack. Meanwhile, make the buttercream. Simply beat 60 grams of unsalted softened butter and 120 grams of icing sugar together in a freestanding mixer until pale and fluffy. It will take several minutes. Add the zest of one lime, Then gradually add the juice of the lime, beating well before adding the next drizzle of juice to prevent the mixture from curdling. Once the cake is completely cooled, and it must be stone cold otherwise the buttercream will melt, place it on a cake stand or serving plate and slather the buttercream on top. Finish with a grating of lime zest and a few edible flowers if you have them to hand. Courgette flowers would be especially neat. The cake will keep for 2-3 to days at room temperature and another day longer, though less gracefully, if you put it in the fridge after that. Best served with a slice in one hand and a cupper in the other as you sit and listen to the rustle of courgette leaves in the breeze. More on which next week.